Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. G'day and welcome to Movember Radio. I'm Osher Ginsberg. Thank you so much for being here. This is a weekly podcast focusing on men's health and the issues that men face today. There are more than 5 million people in the Movember community worldwide. And each week, we speak with someone from that community who's passionate about changing the face of men's health. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in iTunes, SoundCloud, or the podcasting app of your choice. You can also find us at MovemberRadio.com. Thank you so much to everyone that left a rating and a review this week. That really helps us out. It's so nice to hear that the show that we're all working hard and making for you is resonating. It just thrills us. So if, if you want to uh, let us know what you think about the show, just uh, leave us a review at iTunes. In the iTunes store, we reread every single one of them. Thank you so, so very much. I am very grateful today to bring you a conversation that uh, sometimes gets a little heavy, but uh, you know we're not here to talk about the small stuff. Today, we're talking with Jim Thompson. In 2010, at the age of 57, Jim was diagnosed with terminal prostate cancer, and he's been living with the disease for the last five years. In that time, he's taken it upon himself to spread the word to as many men as possible about taking action when it comes to their health. Jim's raised more than 30,000 pounds for the cause throughout this time, including for the Movember Foundation, and he aims to raise 100,000 pounds in total. You can find him on the uh, British Movember site. Uh, J-I-M-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N is how you spell his name. Jim wishes that he had a PSA test earlier, and Jim encourages others to take action earlier, as he's a firm believer that men need to know their risks and need to know when to take action. He also believes that men need to get better at talking about their health. So that's what we're going to do today. Enjoy. Hello, Jim. I've just come back from walking the dog and it's absolutely throwing it down here. Could you describe, for folks who aren't from that part of the world, can you describe where in the world you are? Yeah, I'm in, uh, in North Yorkshire, which is sort of um, the north, mid-north of England. So I've lived in this part of the world for the last 30 years. I live on the edge of a very small village. Whichever direction I look out in, I see fields, more or less. Sounds like a pretty beautiful part of the world, then. It's it's all right. It's not bad. It'll never be home, but it's not bad. <laughs> it's been you've been there thirty years, mate. How long does it take to feel like home? The uh, the locals call me an off Cumden, <laughs> which means I'm an outsider. I've got three children who were born in the village. They say my children are off Cumdens. My children's children will be off Cumdens. So um, that's Yorkshire folk for you. That's a that's a harsh membership. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> that's just a stiff, <laughs> stiff membership rules for the club. Really grateful that um, we could speak today. Are you, uh, you work in IT, don't you? Yeah, I run a very small um, IT company. There's only three of us. Been doing it for the last 22 years now. We make enough money to get by and pay the mortgage. And when I got made redundant for the last time before I set the business up, I decided I didn't want to work very hard. <laughs> but I wanted to make enough money to pay the mortgage and be able to buy a few beers. And that's what we do. Sounds like a pretty great, uh, pretty great setup. I can guess, but I'd, I'd love it if you could give me your thoughts. I know what the blokes in Australia are like, but what are the blokes in the UK like when it comes to their health, Jim? Absolutely terrible. It doesn't matter how... If you ask somebody how they are, the answer is always, I'm fine. My stock answer is, somebody says, how are you? I say, marvellous. And nobody talks about it. Women get together and they talk about the health problems all the time. Men just don't do it. We don't go to the doctors unless we absolutely have to. Men go to the doctors if they're absolutely dying on their feet. I'll give you an example. I was at, at my local GP's two weeks ago, sat in the office, just waiting for a, um, another checkup. And there were 22 people in the waiting room, 18 women and three guys. (laughs) And that just tells the whole story, doesn't it? Men just don't go unless they absolutely have to. So you've made it, you've said it's your mission to nag as many men as you can in as many ways as you can about their health. How's that going for you? I've become Billy Graham, man. I get the train up north once a fortnight to to watch my, uh, my football team. I wish I didn't, but I do. I nag whoever's sat next to me on the train. I nag customers. I nag suppliers. Every time I talk to somebody, I say to them, I ask, first of all, I ask them how old they are, ask them if they've ever thought about health checks, regular health checks, and then I go into this tirade about my story and how I was totally asymptomatic and how you have to do it. You have to do it. Otherwise, by the time you find out, it's too late. Get there, get to a doctor, get seen. So the, the blokes on the train getting talked to by this, uh, this chap from they don't know where, um, I guess their initial reaction's a bit weird, but by the end of the ride, you've turned them? Normally. Uh, it's better if the wives are with them as well, because if the wives are with them, they, they're definitely going to the doctor by the time they get off the train. In fact, it's sometimes easier talking to a group of women who say, I will go home and sort my husband out. If it's okay with you, I know you've told your story quite a few times, but it is a fairly remarkable story. Would you be able to share your personal connection with Movember, please, Jim? Yeah, no problem. For me, it started back in, um, I think it was 2010, 2011, just before I went on holiday. I was almost 58. Uh, I was going to go away for a month to, to, uh, to Greece. I decided it was time the wife and I had a proper holiday. So I thought, right, I haven't been to a doctor for years. I'll go and just ask for a, an MOT. MOT is what you take your car for in the UK. Uh, and I went in and uh, I didn't see my regular doctor. I saw a Logan. And he said to me, well, we can do your heart rate and your blood pressure and all that kind of stuff. Or we can do the bit with the gloved hand. And I was oh, really? <laughs> do we have to? He said, no, you don't have to. But while you're here, you... And I thought, oh, okay, let's do it. And... After he did it, he said, your prostate feels a bit enlarged and a bit irregular. It might be nothing because everybody's prostate continues to grow through their life. Um, But it might be wise to have a a blood test just to be on the safe side. So they sent me for a PSA test and I rang him back just before we went away to get the results. And he said, 
you go away and have a good holiday and we'll talk about it when you come back. Which instantly told me this isn't going to be good news. <laughs> so when I came back from holiday, I then went to see a consultant. And after lots more biopsies and MRI scans, they told me, yeah, you've got prostate cancer. Um, I took the decision right or wrong at that time not to tell me why. Uh, a lot of people have told me off for that, but I confided in a couple of good mates because I wanted to be absolutely certain before I told my wife. I didn't want her to worry. Um, and it was sort of December of that year when it was absolutely confirmed that it was prostate cancer. And then the wife and I decided not to tell the kids till after Christmas because we didn't want to spoil their Christmas. So by the time everybody got known, by the time it became common knowledge, it was probably April the following year, April 2011. And that's when... The lads at the pub got together and said, right, what are we going to do? We've got to start raising money. And we, we picked Movember because it seemed like the thing to do. Uh, it was, at the time, Movember was more or less prostate cancer specific. So we decided to start raising cash and raising awareness. And I mean, it's not just me who nags people. The whole team, the team's called Geordie Jim's Boys. The whole team nags everybody they can, which is good. And we're spreading the word. And I said, when we started this... If we can save one life by what we're doing, then it's all worthwhile. And from the stories I've been told, I know that we have. So, sorry, get a bit emotional sometimes. It's a very personal story for you, mate. Well, I got after a, a, about oh, when I had when I ended up having a radical prostatectomy, when my PSA levels got so high that the consultant said, "Right, we're going to have to take your, your prostate out." He said to me, right, we've got your book in. It's going to be the first week in April. This was another year on because I'd been on active surveillance for 12 months. Uh, he said, we've got your book in. <clears throat> this is the date. And I said, no. <laughs> he said, what do you mean, no? <laughs> I said, no, that, that's the week of my daughter's wedding, and I'm sorry. Uh, there's no way I'm missing out on walking my daughter down the aisle. So we put it off for a week, uh, and then we, we went through the operation. And afterwards, he said to me, right, I've got some good news. He said it would appear that the cancer has been contained within the, the prostate walls, and so it's, that's not too bad. I thought, oh, excellent. Uh, he then said to me, but I've got some bad news as well. Um, as a routine, they take out some lymph nodes from around the prostate, and he said, we found cancer in your lymph nodes. So that was, that was the end of my hope of a cure, and the, the dawning on me that you know my life had a finite ending. I think everybody believes they're going to live forever even though they know they won't. Nobody really wants to hold, as I was told last year, five to seven years. But it just made me want to redouble my efforts to get the message out there to as many people as I can in as many ways as I can. Do my uh, nagging of anybody I see, anybody I meet. Um, I must be terrible. <laughs> I must be a terrible guy to know because that's all I, that's all I seem to talk about. Even with friends, you know, who I know have had a checkup, I'll say, have you been checked again this year? Just do it. It's hard. We've had some fun raising money. We've, we've done some really fun stuff, you know. We started off by just having our own little gala party in, in the tiny village pub, in, the, in a pub a few miles from where I live. And we raised something like, well, it was between ten and twelve thousand pounds in the first year in this tiny little village pub. It was absolutely amazing, 
And since then, we've gone on to do all kinds of daft things. A naked calendar, which we thought might sell 100 copies and ended up selling over 800 and going all over the world. I believe there's even one in a hospital in Australia, in Geelong. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Fat old blokes naked. Who wants to see that? You know? <laughs> Put you off your breakfast. <laughs> um, last year, we did a fire walk which was quite interesting. Um, and this year, what we started doing the middle of last year and what we're planning this year is not just holding an event in November, holding events all the way through the year so we can do it in different ways. Luckily, we've managed to get coverage for the last two years on uh, local newspapers, local TV. Last year, we got national uh, newspaper coverage and national TV coverage. So... This year, we've already started doing things. I did a, a zip wire challenge, which absolutely petrified me because I'm scared of heights. From the top of the stand at St James's Park, uh, which is my the team I support, down to pitch level, I was absolutely petrified. But we raised some money. They were doing it for another charity, but allowed me to do it for Movember. Um, raised a bit of money, got some, got some uh, local media coverage, which spreads the word further afield than where I am now. Uh, then we, uh, we did a, a gala meal at a restaurant up in the northeast and invited business leaders from the northeast who employ lots of guys. And I did a half-hour speech to them saying, look, you know, you can either lose one day or half a day of work from your guys by letting them go and get checked or lose lots of days later when they find out something serious is wrong. And literally every business leader there was happy to let the guys go and get checked. I was really thankful that Movember UK decided to support that event and send some guys up from London to join in. That was wonderful. And we raised about £6,000 for Movember in the process. You've taken to this... The passion you've taken to this with, Jim, is, is really surprising and it's really inspiring, I think, is the word I'm looking for. If I could rewind uh, just a little, you mentioned that before you told your family, you confided in some close mates. How important is your relationship with the gentleman down at your local pub, the Slater's Arms? Oh, oh very, very important. I mean, um, the landlord, Phil, and the guys there, they Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. They get so involved in, in Geordie Jim's boys and the team. They take over the running of some of the things that we're doing. I'm just, I'm just the catalyst. You know, I'm just the figurehead of Geordie Jim's boys. Uh, the team's based at the pub. They come up with the ideas of the, the things we're going to do. Latest one that we're doing, uh, we're hoping to do in September this year, is pulling a, a canal barge uh, 29 miles from Leeds to Skipton along a canal by hand. Four guys at a time. I said, I'm bloody 63. <laughs> you want me to pull a barge? <laughs> but we're going to do it. What the hell? Um, and we'll sell advertising on the side of the boat. We'll get, hopefully we'll get TV coverage and we'll push the message again. And we'll get pushed forward. Was it difficult for you to have that first conversation about what had happened at the doctors? Of course. It's always difficult. Um, you don't know how your friends are going to react. Um, I had to confide in somebody, and I confided in Phil, the landlord, and Richard, one of my friends. Uh, they were the first two people I told, even before I told the wife. And they both just said, right, what can we do? I said, well, the first thing you can do is go and get a bloody check, so I know that you're okay. <laughs> but uh, but they were, they've been great, and, and the rest of the guys have been great ever since. Ever since. What would you like, you know, you're a father of five, three of them, uh, you've got three sons. What would you like sons and daughters of, of men who've perhaps been diagnosed, what would you like them to know about, about what you're going through? Well, my kids know what I'm going through um, on a daily basis. They're, I speak to them a lot. One of the heartbreaking sides of this is that because I was diagnosed before I was 60, uh, my sons have a 40% increased risk of prostate cancer. My eldest son's 35 now, so he's almost at the stage where I want him to start getting regular tests. He's already spoken to his doctor about it, and his doctor said he was too young to be tested. So I said, OK, next time you go in, take me with you. I'll talk to your doctor. I'll make sure you get a test. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do my bit. But... The, the kids just have to know that their, their fathers need a bit of support every now and again. They're not going to be themselves. Everybody reacts in a different way. Uh, I decided I wasn't going to wallow in self-pity and feel sorry for myself, which could have been easy. Um, I was just going to get on with it and make the best of what I've got left, um, which is probably about four years now, I guess. Uh, I'm on... A drugs trial, they said, do you want to go on a drugs trial? I said, yeah. And the, the doctor said to me, look, it's, there's very little chance this trial's going to help you, but it's going to help somebody else. Great. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help other people, so I don't mind doing that kind of thing. So I'm stuffing myself with tablets on a, on a daily basis and uh, having some lovely side effects. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you've, you've told us that you're facing some really strong health challenges, Jim, and I'm sure that there are people listening who have got family or friends going through something similar, but they, they might not know how to talk to them about it. Having someone disclose to you they've only got so much left to live, is, if, it might be the first time people have ever heard that. How would you like people to talk to you about it? What's okay? What's not okay? How do we talk to people who are in your situation? 
Well, from my point of view, there are no taboos. And that's what we've got to get over. You know, the taboo of talking about health problems. As I said right at the start, women are happy to talk to their friends about health problems. Men never have been. I don't know whether you said what it's like in Australia. I know what it's like in other countries. In France, for example, if you ask a Frenchman how he is, you'll get an, a half an hour of him telling you about his bad leg and his sore back, and they'll tell you everything that's wrong with him. You ask an Englishman how he is, and he'll just say, I'm fine. But we've got to get to the stage where we can talk to each other about our problems because these things are ridiculously common. Um, when I started doing research on just how common prostate and testicular cancer was, it's absolutely frightening, absolutely frightening, the number of men who die the number of men who contract the disease. One man an hour in the UK dies from prostate cancer. That's a, that's a scary, scary figure, and it's got to be stopped, and we've got to find a way to slow it down. And the only way we're going to slow it down is by people talking about it and, and going and getting checked. And it, it's, it doesn't even have to be the digital rectal examination. It can be a, a PSA no, test. Just a, just a simple blood test. A simple blood test, it's the... It's the rectal examination that scares 99% of men. And, and to be honest, when I had it done, it, was, it wasn't scary at all. I was scared of the thought of it, but the actuality of it isn't scary at all. If you are scared of it, just a simple PSA test. PSA test just points the way as, as to whether or not you need to have anything further. This is obviously um, a very difficult hand that you've been dealt, Jim, but what if any, what positives have you been able to draw out of what you're going through? Positives, that's hard. Um, the positives are, it's, that changed my outlook on life, obviously. I found out there are more important things than work. Um, unfortunately, I've still got a mortgage on my house, so I'm going to have to work for at least another probably 18 months to get the mortgage paid. It would be lovely if, if I could win the lottery and pay the house off, and then I could concentrate a bit more on some fundraising. But uh, I got a dog out of it. That was a positive. I'd wanted a dog all my life, and the wife had always said, no, you can't have a dog. And then well, I said, look, I'm dying of cancer. Can I have a dog? For the last years of my life, let me have a dog. <laughs> and she, she relented and said, okay. <laughs> and he's great. He's my best mate now, and he keeps me fit because I've got to walk him twice a day and, and keeps me active. He's a, it's a funny story because I wanted a Bernese mountain dog. And my wife said, okay, don't know what it is, but you can probably have one. We're on holiday in Zurich. We're in Zurich train station. And I said to the wife, that's a Bernese mountain dog over there. She nearly fainted. They're enormous great things, huge great hairy beasts. <laughs> uh, so we settled on a Labrador because <laughs> I convinced her a Labrador was a small dog compared to a Bernese, I suppose it is. <laughs> the way that your community has, has rallied around you, it must... It must make you feel pretty good, Jim. Yeah, well, it's a community thing. And getting a community involved is much easier than getting strangers involved. When we did the fire walk last um, November, uh, we did it in the pub car park, and just about the whole village turned out to watch. And it was great because it gave us the opportunity to talk to the whole village and not just the guys who went in the pub on a regular basis. Because as well as doing the, the uh, firewater course, they had to endure a 20-minute lecture from me, <laughs> which just about everybody at me has to endure. 
but that's part of life now. Me becoming a, a an evangelist, a Movember evangelist. You've clearly carried your message to a lot of people. You mentioned earlier that you've heard some stories. You, you said that if you save one life, it'll be worth it. But it sounds like it sounds like that's happened. Yeah, um, when two years ago when we did the calendar, it was, the calendar was for 2014, and uh, we made sure that we we as well as it being comical in the being you know pictures of these fat naked guys uh, there was a message on every page about prostate cancer testicular cancer men's health in general and one of the guys who's in the team little mick took uh, a couple of these calendars and put them up in his golf club his local golf club and he told me he was sat there one day and a guy came up to him and said i want to shake your hand mick said well i don't even know you why do you want to shake my hand this guy said, well, I read your calendar. Went to the doctors. Said, I've caught it just in time. Excellent. That's a life saved. That'll do. Um, that does for me. <laughs> so, just that one little thing, you know. Absolutely superb. And there that, that has to be other stories out there. I've put the message across to so many people. Um, I hope there are many more. Even uh, last week, after all these years, Phil, the landlord from the local pub, told me I've finally been for a PSA test. I've been nagging you for five years now, Phil. How come it's taken you five years? Oh, well, now I was a bit scared. Well, don't be scared. Got to find out. I hate these people who'd say, I'd rather not know. What kind of answers I'd rather not know? You'd rather just wait till it's too late and find out you're going to die in six months' time? At least they told me I've got five to seven years. That's five to seven years I can plan with my family and enjoy myself. Well, once I've given up work, I can enjoy myself. <laughs> and uh, the, then the wife will get sick because I'll just go on fundraising tours all over the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, you've gotten a bit emotional during this, but I don't know if you can see over the Skype, but there's tears coming to my eyes when you're talking about these stories. This is... Uh, I'm so inspired by by you, and I'm really grateful that I've had the time to speak to you today. And I I can't wait until November when I can uh, donate thoroughly to Geordie Jim's Boys at <laughs> at Movember dot com. That's that's very kind. That's very kind. We um we've managed to raise thirty seven thousand pounds so far around about. My ambition is to get to a hundred thousand. Well, I'm sure the Movember community will. We'll rally behind you, mate. This has been a, a fantastic uh, opportunity to speak with you. I'm, I'm very, very grateful. When we do these shows, we do like to end with the same questions, though. So, um, okay. I would like to ask you: When it comes to Movember, what kind of mo do you grow, Jim? Uh, well, that's difficult to answer because I grow a different one every year. Uh, I, ca I can't be seen to be growing the same mo year after year. Uh, so I've done, I've done a handlebar. I've done a, a big W shape on my head, which the wife didn't like at all. Uh, I've done the Viva Zapata. I've, you name it, I've tried it so far. Um, goodness knows what I'm going to do this year, but it'll be something totally different. And um, it always gets dyed a crazy colour. So it always ends up blue or purple or red or anything that's going to start people asking questions. Why have you got that stupid thing on your face? And then I can start talking about it. If you could pick up a phone and call... 18-year-old Jim, what would you say to him? Whew, um, 
get more women. Um, no, uh, <laughs> I'd probably tell him. I'd probably tell him um, that there's no shame in going to the doctors when you don't feel too well, and that your health's the most important thing in your life. When you're young, you think money's the most important thing in your life. You, you chase the dollar, as the Americans would say. And it isn't. Money doesn't mean a thing. Health means everything. And, and finally, and I think I know the answer to this question, but I'd like to ask it anyway. What do you appreciate most in your mates? Support. I appreciate the support. Um, it's fabulous to have friends around you who you can rely on. And thankfully, I have. And it's the most important thing in the world. Everybody needs a good friend. If you end up with more than one good friend, you're doing bloody well. Jim, it's been absolute pleasure. Please, uh, from everyone listening, enjoy a nice cold one with Phil and the lads at the Slater's Arms for all of us. I will. <laughs> Lovely talking to you, Osher. And you. Lovely have a great day. Bye, mate. Cheers. That was Jim Thompson. If you want to support Jim, you can find his MoSpace on the Movember website from the UK, J-I-M-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. You can just search for a Mobro there and click International and you'll find his website there and you can support him in Movember this year. If you did like the show, please leave a comment and a rating in the iTunes store. It really helps us out. I'm really grateful that I could share this conversation with you, though, of course, this conversation should never replace a conversation with your own doctor. You can find us on Facebook by searching Movember. And for other episodes, check out MovemberRadio.com. Find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or your favorite podcasting app of choice. Movember Radio is produced by myself, Osher Ginsberg, and Molly Hindman. We've got music by Toehider. And audio production on this episode was by Daryl Misson. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Can't wait to talk to you next week. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.